When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone and welcome to, well, something very, very different actually. It's going to be a show called What Arsenal Means to Me. And I just want to make sure everyone's on. They are. They're in the chat room. Um, Because you know what? I thought it's going to be a bit boring, isn't it? No talk about Arsenal for the next, for those weeks that we're at the World Cup. So I've decided to invite some really special guests along to say, what does Arsenal mean to them? And first up, first up is one of my favourites, Jordan <laughs> Jarrett Bryan. <laughs> good evening and good morning, good afternoon, wherever in the world you're watching this. Um, I, I feel very that. special now, I feel very special. Your first one, and one of your favourite Arsenal fans. Oh, thank you very much. Yes, I totally, you, you totally are. So I'm gonna, we're going to talk about what Arsenal means to you in a moment. But first of all, Hello, everyone in the chat room. Thank you for joining me. I know it's a weird thing not to be talking about a post-game show, but I've got some really special guests coming on in the next four weeks. And I just wanted to keep the Arsenal chat alive because the momentum's been brilliant. So when I ask Jordan the question, please, you answer it, and I'm going to put you up on the the comments. Well, first of all, I'd like to wish all our American viewers happy Thanksgiving. We don't have this in England. But I know you eat lots of turkey and you're thankful <laughs> for something. But I just wish you all happy Thanksgiving. Um, just a couple of things I want to just touch on. We really want to wish uh, Beth Mead well in her recovery. That is such a shame that she's out for the Arsenal ladies. But we wish you well, Beth. And we are going to just touch on the World Cup for a second, but not for long. Um Sorry, someone is every. Can everybody hear me? Because someone's just said it didn't come through again. But I'm here. Um, right. How amazing has it been for Saka in the World Cup? How well did he play, Jordan? He was brilliant. He was really, really good. Um, all the talk leading up to it was, you know, Saka or Foden. And I don't think, to be honest, I think if Foden would have got the nod, I think it would have been hard to have said that, you know, he didn't deserve to start that match on the basis of the last 12 months since, since the Euros last year. But I think Saka's improvement and development, not, not only as a player, first of all, he's, he's clearly improved in the last 18 months, two years. But I just love Saka also, the guy. I think he's a really, really good ambassador for the football club that I support. I think whilst, yes, it's important to have good players, <laughs> if you have, don't have good players, you're not going to do very, very well on the pitch. But I think it's actually, I value also the types of people that represent my club as well. And I think Saka's a, he can't, I don't know him. He could be a horrible person behind closed doors. But the impression I get from him is that he's just a really humble young man that loves playing for Arsenal, loves playing football, always does his best and wants to get better. And seeing him, his his his, his, his ascent to where he is in the England team, mm. especially when you think of his last kick for England last yeah. year was what was what it was, to now being starting and playing a you know a pivotal role in a World Cup match within 12, 12 months. 
just talks, I think, to the testament of the of the character of the man. So he played really, really well. I thought that he was he he, he deserved to start. I thought, um, and and played really well. Yeah, really happy with him. Yeah, oh, he he's like carried on playing so well from Arsenal straight into England, isn't he? Mm. And it's just so lovely to see. And it, it is weird watching the World Cup at the moment. Um, because all you all you want to do is watch your players. And although um Jesus and Martinelli just came on for Brazil, obviously with Carlson scored, and you're like, oh, he played for Tottenham. And you know, it's a weird feeling. <laughs> then Granite played for Switzerland and yeah. um, you know, all Part of our other players, and yeah, Garner, and you just don't want anyone injured. You want to see <laughs> yeah. them, but you don't want them to play, you know. So it's it's a little, it's a little bit of, you know. Well, Keep them there, play them, but don't play them too much because we just don't uh, want them injured. There's, there's only two players, I think, before the World Cup started, when you know Saka was going to start for England, but I thought there was going to be only be two regular Arsenal starters that I thought would be guaranteed for their country. And that's our midfield too. Partey and Xhaka were the only two that I think we could have all said will definitely start for their country at the World Cup and maybe play at least three games. Um, yeah. Whereas everybody else was like a possible, probable, maybe... Um, and I look at it from an Arsenal perspective, who's gonna, who could I see going deep into the competition and playing a, enough games to possibly get injured? Jesus won't start. I don't think many games for Brazil. No. Cool. Um, Saka probably will if he continues. That's one. I don't see Switzerland and Ghana going deep. So we could have, by the end of the World Cup, a lot, most of our 11 coming back pretty much unscathed or not even played that many games. So I think... You know, barring any bad luck, I think we'll get all our players back oh, in, in full health. Jordan, I can't believe you said it. I You've, like, bocked it now. I hope you haven't. Oh, sorry. Jordan. Sorry. Enough about the World Cup. I want to talk about you, Arsenal. And it, it's just lovely talking about Arsenal again. Okay, so the, these shows are basically special shows, what Arsenal means to me. So... Fire away, Jordan. How did how did you come to support Arsenal and what do they mean to you? So, first of all, how did I come to support Arsenal? I, my dad, weirdly enough, is a Chelsea fan, but he had a, yeah, boo. He had a really good friend. Go on, go on, go on. No, I was just going to say, everybody in the chat room, you tell us how you came to it. And I'm going to put it under, sorry, Jules, and I forgot to no, say no, that right. again, because a few more people have joined us. Whatever I asked Jordan, you lot answer, and I'm going to put it up there as well. Carry on. So he was a Chelsea fan. Yeah. He was a Chelsea fan, but he had a really good friend who was an Arsenal friend, an Arsenal fan. And yeah. when I was younger, like four, five, six, seven, I used to always go around to um, my dad's friend's house. And he had a son that was a year older than me. And every single time I went to this, this, this guy's house, there was he always had Arsenal on. They were always on the TV. He had that VHS tapes, watching playbacks of Arsenal games. He would, he would talk about Arsenal all day long. He would chat about Kevin Campbell. He would chat about Paul Davis. He would <laughs> chat about all the players that he loved. It was just Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal. And I think that was my first kind of like experience of a club that was kind of almost rammed in my face. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of the first taste of it. Where I started supporting Arsenal when I was I was totally converted was Ian Wright. Because he, when okay. Ian Wright signed for Arsenal, Ian Wright, not only was he a fantastic striker, but he also represented a lot of the things that I was used to in my area. So I'm from South London. He yeah. grew up in Broccoli, just like yeah. four miles from where I am right now. 
he had a gold tooth. Lots of my uncles and my dad had a gold tooth. He was flamboyant and very expressive. And a lot of the black men that were in my life at that time, he were like Ian Wright. So I wasn't just seeing a fantastic football player. That's great. I, we can all resonate with our favourite players. But as a person, I saw someone in the, in the in the the Premier League that then became that was reminded me of the black men that were in my life that I'd never seen before. Yeah. He did the he did the bogle when he scored a goal. He had celebrations. He was exuberant. I was like, who is this guy? I don't know, but I love him. So he 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 kind of sealed it for me. I was I was following Arsenal before that, but he sealed it for me just by his enthusiasm, his energy, and the fact that I could relate to 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 Ian Wright because of he was so similar to the men. That, that were in mm. my life. Yeah, I mean, Ian Wright's my hero. <laughs> so it, it's, oh, I love it. I love him. Okay, so so you felt like you belonged because Ian mm. Wright, you, you, it felt similar and familiar to you. Yeah. So what was your first game memory and what a game had you attended? And everyone in the chat room, you tell me as well. I don't remember the first get. Actually, I do. I do, actually. It was the first game I remember was Arsenal, I think it was Everton. I think it was Everton at Highbury. That's not when I went, but my first game of watching. I just just recall Arsenal playing Everton. I think we won the game. Um, But the first game that I went to was Arsenal-Southampton. And forgive me, I've forgotten the year, but it was the first time I went to Highbury. And Highbury's not very big, as as you'll no. remember. It wasn't, yeah. wasn't the biggest ground. But to me, when I first went, it felt like Wembley times 10. It just, everything just felt really, really big and vast and grand. And I know that Arsenal fans often kind of, we, we kind of spout the whole classy club rhetoric a lot. Mm. But I did get a sense that this club was just a little bit elevated and a little bit more... I don't know, a bit more bougie than other clubs that were around. There was a sense that there was an element of class about about Arsenal Football Club. And I just, when you walk into the ground, for all the kind of foul mouth cheering you hear and all the all the kind of aggression and gregariousness you see around you, there was always this air of this club has an element of of uppity about it. And I like that because I'm a snob. I'll, I'll be honest, I'm a snob. I am a snob. Um, <laughs> and so. Uh, I felt something, even at a very young age, as a young boy, I kind of felt that this club was the club for me when, when, I, when I went to my first game. I was like, yeah, this feels grand. It feels mm. proper. It feels prestigious. And I was like, yeah, I like this club. Like Even the kit, the, the old um, JVC, one of the early JVC's kit, with the stripes, it, it felt like this is, this, this is for me. And that was my first game. We beat Southampton, I think it was 3-1. What year, um, Jordan? Oh God, what year was this? What so I would have been oh god, I was quite late when I first went to the Highbury. I would have been eleven, twelve. So we're talking we're talking I'm thirty-nine now. My maths are awful. Um uh, twenty seven years ago. This would have been early nineties? Yeah. Ninety five, ninety six. Um my maths are awful. Early to mid nineties, um, and I just, yeah, I just remember just being just being really overtaken by the roar and how loud it was. Everyone was like four or five times bigger than me, and I was quite tall when I was younger as well. But everything just felt big to me, and I just loved it. I, re- I wanted more. I was really like, yeah, I love this place, and I want to come back. 
Wow. I, I, Highbury is so missed and we still I know, love it. miss it today. And, you know, I, you know, I'm a regular at the Emirates and I have been since it's opened. And it, it's, it's never going to be Highbury. It's got a lot better this season, absolutely, with the atmosphere. It has, and it has yeah. Phenomenal. It's fantastic. Just something about Highbury, though, isn't it? Okay, so I agree. your first manager, then, who are we talking? Wenger or George Graham? No, it was George Graham. He was still mm. there. Yeah, so George Graham was still my manager when I first started supporting Arsenal, when I first went to Arsenal. I think it was the last year of George Graham when I went to the Emirates. 95-ish. I think it would have been 95-ish, yeah. Because um, I remember quite quickly after that, it would have been a year, if not two, max, that Bruce Rioch came in for that very short and awkward period. Um, <laughs> when, when, when Weird, he wasn't in, it? So, yeah. It wasn't it very it was, long. It was, it, and I just don't understand why they picked him. It was a really weird appointment. It was like, was it was it a caretaker role that kind of turned into a full-time thing or was it a full-time thing and it just it bombed? I don't remember how that came about. Do you remember how it came about? No, but I suppose Wenger was always on the cards and perhaps he wasn't free then. I don't know. Maybe, it was maybe. very different back then. We didn't have social media. We might have known a bit more. Um, yeah. But you're making me feel very old, Jordan, because my first Why? game was <laughs> was 20 years earlier in oh, 1974. Really? Oh, my. Oh, wow. I don't remember it, though, of course. I was only four, but uh, five. I was Four or five when I first went. My God, I must be 1973. Okay, so we're going to just have a, a few questions to ask you. So am I thinking that Ian Wright's your favourite ever player to play for Arsenal or not? So it's complicated because Ian Wright is my footballing hero. So yeah. on one side, yes. But the, the, my fav- the player that I really resonated with the most and just really loved watching play more than anybody else beyond Wrighty was Pires. Oh. I just think Pires is one of the most underrated players that ever played in the Premier League. I, to, to this day, I, I, I love the fact that Pires wasn't very, very quick. In fact, he was quite slow. But yet, he used, to, he used to beat players with so much ease every single time. He didn't beat players with out-and-out raw pace like other wingers do. Um, but he just beat players with his, a, a drop of the shoulder or you know the space that he created. I just, I just love Pires. I also was a big fan of Andres Limpar. Limpar was a, I loved Andreas Limpar. He was one of my favourite players when I first started watching mm, Arsenal. Love Limpar. Um, oh, great, great player. Um, uh, Burkham was was just a, was just a you know a magician, and Henri was just another level. But you've I, I got to give player. me your favourite ever player. Sorry, oh dear. Um, okay, I, I guess it'll be, be Ian Wright, just because I know it's a bit obvious, but he got me to really support Arsenal, even though I'd followed them before. And everything that I explained earlier on about him was the reason he embodied Arsenal for me. He he embodied everything that I love about this football club. So I'll go with Ian Wright. Okay, that's fine. What I'm going to do in a minute, I'm just going to ask you, so you can have a little think about this, your favourite ever player in mm. the goalkeeper position, the defender position, the midfielder position and the forward. All right, and you okay. can choose yeah. others. We'll come to that in a moment. All right, so we're going to a little, you know, I'm going to ask you your worst ever player. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what's really funny? This is really, really funny. Um, there was no bigger supporter of of the appointment of Mikel Arteta when when we appointed him. In fact, I wanted Arteta when Wenger left. I was the only oh, really? person. I wanted, I wanted, yeah, I wanted Arteta then. But as a player, I couldn't stand him. I really, really, really couldn't stand Mikel Arteta. 
he was one of the worst players, I think, for Arsenal. There's been players that have flopped more than Mikel Arteta. God, yeah. But I, but I can't think of a player that invoked so much ire in me that wore an Arsenal shirt. <laughs> I just didn't know what he ever did. He didn't really score any goals. He wasn't great at tackling. He wasn't great at assisting. He wasn't a presence in midfield. He was always injured. He was always injured. He never played. I, I just thought, what is the point of you? I, I really just, he irked me. He really, really irked me. Do you know what? I can think of at least a hundred players more <laughs> than Mikel Arteta. I didn't think he was that bad. He wasn't. He wasn't world class. I'll give you that. But he wasn't that bad. I think you're going to say someone like Stepanovs or Gus Caesar. Or... Yeah, yeah. I mean, those those guys were just those guys were clearly in terms of talent limited. They were just they were just rubbish players. You know what I mean? Um, Andreas Santos. One of the worst signings we've ever made. It was just awful. Yeah. Um, uh, let's go back to like this, this, the, the, the uh, Franny Jeffers. Just wasn't at the level. He wasn't no, of the shame. level. You know, yeah. um, Everton was his level, and Everton at that time were a mid-table club. Well, it's still hard to be fair. Um, okay, let me, let me think of somebody else. Um, who did I thought was awful? Who was dog awful? <laughs> think of the early nineties. Um, Alex Manninger. Oh, rubbish. do you know what, Jordan? He wasn't that bad. He was rubbish. Almunia, that's some horrible keepers. That's some <laughs> awful goalkeepers. Someone Come said on. Mustafi. So many people have split on Mustafi. Do you know that? It's so interesting. Um, Mustafi started off okay, but he, he clearly wasn't long-term of the level either. No. Yeah, what about Robert saying Sonogo? Again, just talent-wise, talent limited. I... I going to be the player that I think Wenger sold him to us to be. Yeah. He, he wasn't, he wasn't that, that, that level. So I don't, I don't, um, I think that's a bit harsh picking on players that just talent wise were limited. I don't like players that have talent, but don't, but don't fulfill it. Those yeah. players annoy me more. If you're crap, you're crap. You can't make yeah. a dog, you know, a dog's going to bark. That's what it does. It's, it's what it is. But if you're, if you've got talent and you don't fulfill it, that, that just angers me more. I thought of someone just else and sorry. Um, oh, Going back to the question before, sorry, I'm, I'm taking over now. Um, Favourite player, Nicholas Anelka was probably the most talented footballer yeah. in terms of raw talent I think I've ever seen at Arsenal Football Club. I Absolutely think he, he, distraught when he left, Jordan. So was I. So Absolutely. Was I. And apparently so one, I. Of the, one of the reasons, although his brothers and all the agents and the money, was that he saw, a, apparently, he saw an online poll from Arsenal fans who said, you'll never be Ian Wright. I mean, I wish he'd have asked me and all the people around <laughs> me because we I all loved, loved him. him. I love him. Honestly, loved him, just yeah. gutted. So Jack Stone says, Cinderos, when you think about it, I don't want to be um, too harsh on these players, but some weren't very good, were they, that we've had? We've um, had some stinkers. Had some stinkers. We have. Okay, so moving on, because I want you to think of your three, uh, your four. Yeah, for the okay, team cool. of your favourite. Yep, yep. um, favourite celebrity Arsenal fan? Oh. Um, and I guarantee that's... not one of my guests is going to say Piers Morgan. I no, guarantee it now. Okay. Of course not. Um, oh, there's a lot out there. Uh, favorite Arsenal supporter, Lethal B. I like him. He's always picking up Arsenal. He's a big Arsenal fan. The UK garage rapper. Ah, um, oh, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, I know who mine is. Adrian Durham. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Although he claims to be a Peterborough fan, I he think loves all, his, all his family are Arsenal, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. I remember interviewing him way back, and he said to me, all my family are Arsenal. I said, you're really Everyone. Arsenal, you are. Um, my favourite ce- celebrity fan is Idris Elba. Uh, yeah, that's a good shot. I love yeah, yeah, him. I love the fact that he supports Arsenal when he's he's a proper gooner. But also Mo Gilligan. I love Mo Gilligan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those guys he, probably no, talk about Arsenal. Brilliant, and I love him. He is. He um, is good actually, yeah, this is a good this is a good shout from Lynn Laura Woods. She really is cool. And Robert yeah. said the same thing. Yeah, mates with Laura. She she's a big Arsenal fan too. Yeah, we got we got a lot. We've got a lot. We've got, you know what's interesting? We've got a lot that we don't know as well. I mean, for instance, obviously we had Jeremy Corbyn. Now we've got Keir yes. Starmer. It's like the whole Labour Party support Arsenal, That's true. isn't it? That's true, yeah. That oh, true, actually, yeah. Tracy's <laughs> telling me that Alfie Allen's Arsenal. I didn't know that. See, I'll, tell Alfie me Allen. who. Alfie Allen. Who's that? Actor. Oh, I don't know who that is. Sorry. I'm not good with films. He's in got Hollywood. a famous dad. <laughs> Oh yeah, no. Oh, oh, um, oh, um, oh, bloody hell! Um, Let's see if anyone gets it in the chat room before you no, do. I want, I want to get it. I want to get it. Who's Alfie um, Allen's dad? Quick, everybody! Woody, Woody, not Woody Allen. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no one's got it in the chat room yet. Oh, this is brilliant! I'm, I'm, I'm out. I know who it is. <laughs> yep, Lily. Lily. Keith Allen's son. It's Lily <laughs> Allen's brother. <laughs> oh, dear. That's so funny. Okay. So, moving on from that, what do you love and what do you not love about the Arsenal? Um, I think I love, okay, the main reason I support Arsenal it's because I love the fact that Arsenal are so unpredictable. I love the fact that this is not setting stone, but over my what thirty-five years of following Arsenal Football Club, there's been so many points where when we're supposed to win, we often don't. When we're supposed to lose, we often win. <laughs> and, I, and I love that. I love the, the element of my club. We should win. We should win this final. We should win this game. It's all in our favour. And we often find a way to just balls it up, just mess it up. But I also have the fact that there's so many times during my Arsenal supporting career, career, my Arsenal supporting, feels like a job, my Arsenal supporting years where we shouldn't win the game and we, and we win. I love that. I, I love the element of surprise the club always gives me. It can be annoying sometimes, trust me, and very embarrassing on many occasions. I love that unpredictability about the about my club. Um, I love that. Okay, I'm, uh, this ain't going to go down very well. But one of the things that I don't like about Arsenal is large parts of our fan base. 
And I'll, 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 I'll elaborate on that. I love, our, I love our fans. I love the fact that we're a family and we all follow the Arsenal and we all have essentially one goal. I love that. But I don't like the constant, from just a small part of our fan base, yeah. whining about agendas. I can't stand the, the, the kind of the fan base, the core of the fan base that constantly whine about being done over the ones that think that everything's a conspiracy against us, the ones that think that, you know, every decision that goes against us is always incorrect. No, sometimes we were lucky. Sometimes we shouldn't have won that match. Sometimes we weren't very good. Sometimes, you know what, in the last minute, it was a penalty. We have to look at our players and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Are there, just, are there things that go against us sometimes? Of course. Of course there are. We should call that out. But there's, there's, a, there's a section for the fan base that just see Arsenal through a very kind of rose-tinted perspective or spectacles that annoys me and that maybe, maybe that's part of being a fan maybe part of being a fan is letting yourself go in the dream and the and the, and the misreality or the, the bad reality of everything is great and wonderful and Arsenal can do no wrong maybe that's part of being a fan but I tend to be a bit more of a logical fan rather than a, a kind of a, what's the word um a what's the word rather than a um a, fa a fan that kind of gets lost away in the, with the fairies so to speak well, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, this year I keep banging on to everybody. Just enjoy every moment. We don't yeah. know how long it's going to last. We don't know how long we're going to be at the top. So why not enjoy the ride? You know, I because, I, you know, I, I think it, I, I've not really, I'm not really on that train yet of us winning the league. Okay. I'm, no, I think we can, we're going to make a good, a shot for top three, absolutely. Um, but it all really depends. January is like the start of the season because we're going to have the transfer window. We're going to see what injuries we've got from the World Cup. And it's just, just enjoy it. We're top at Christmas Day. That's it. We're top at Boxing Day. We'll still be top post-Boxing Day. So just enjoy the ride. The way I look at it, and we'll probably come into the end of this, but the way I look at it now is that whatever happens from here on in, as I see it, it's either going to be a successful season, i.e. top fours achieved, or it's going to be a great season. We win the title. Yeah. From here on in, it can't <laughs> be a bad year. For us to not get top four from here on in, we've got to lose like nine games. Yeah, I, I can't see it happening. So as you say, just enjoy it from here on in because it, it can only be really good or phenomenal from here on in. It can't, it can't be a bad year from here on in. So I say enjoy it as well. Um, just, just, yeah. Exactly what uh, Phil said. Thanks, Phil. We are finally after a decade of decline in the league in a happy place. So it's all good. A little bit of utopia I, for us at the moment. So it's all I, good. I agree. So I know you're going to move on, but I, I often say to a lot of my friends, Amanda, that I now, in the last four or five years, have come around to the way, come around to the way of thinking of I value style of play and moments of enjoyment on par with winning. A lot of my friends don't understand. They're like, no, winning is more important. I'm like, no, because I'm not a player. So if Arsenal win the, win the league, I don't get a pay bonus. No. I don't get a, I don't get a medal. I no. don't get a trophy. I'm a fan. So for me, I support Arsenal. For, just give me moments. In the league, that is a bonus. But just give yeah. me moments. I'll pay my money. Give me an experience. Give me a feeling of joy. And if it becomes second, third or fourth, I'll be disappointed, of course. But I could say over the year, you gave me moments that were valuable to me. I don't yeah. understand this. This Chelsea, it's very Chelsea thinking of win at all costs. 
I don't care if the football's crap. I don't care if who mm. we buy or what we do. Just win at all costs. No, I don't want to win at all costs. I want I want to enjoy my football. If it means to come second, third, second, third, second, third, four or five years. Me personally, as long as the football is enjoyable, I will like it. The last few years of Arsene Wenger, and I look at United under Jose Mourinho, they were miserable. Who wants to be a miserable fan watching terrible, turgid football? I no, want to enjoy my football. And, and I'm watching wonderful. Arsenal now. Yeah. Oh, United, yeah, but... United, it was it was it was good to see from an outsider, but as a fan, I don't want to watch my team every Saturday play, knowing we're going to play rubbish football. I don't want that. I want to watch my team play and enjoy it. And if we win, yeah. great. If we don't, that's life. It is interesting, isn't it? Um, as Jack said, I'm here for top four. If we win the league, that's a bonus. I think that's how we see it. I think a lot of people do, although. Carl Stark wants to say, Amanda, 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 no team has the same number of points or better after 14 games and has not won the league. Top two this season, have faith. So it is nice to think like that, but that's, that's we have to wait and see. Yeah, <laughs> one, one game at a time, all those cliches. Let's see how it goes. Oh, yes. We'll get on to a little bit of Arteta and that later. Um, worst game, best game. Let's do best ever game. And your best game this season? Oh, wow. Best ever game. There's a few, but I'll give you one. Um, oh, man. Can I, can, I, can I pick two? Yep, go on. Best ever games. Best ever games. Bernabeu, Real Madrid. Thierry Henry, captain in the Arsenal. Um, I think it was the first time we'd ever won um, at Madrid. Maybe the first time we'd ever beaten Madrid. Full stop. Um, that year, we were the best team in Europe. We were the best team in Europe. We should have yeah. been European champions. Yeah. Um, we, we went to Madrid and everyone was like, nah, they're good. They're really good, but they can't beat the mighty Real Madrid. Um, and we went there and we, I think we finished 2-1 or 3-1, but we battered them. Absolutely battered them. I, I actually loved it. Um, and having the best player in the world, as he was for me at that time, him and Ronaldinho, but I think Henri that year was just just edged it. Having him as our captain and being the guy that scored the goal, just uh, oh man, I loved it. Um, and the other great game was Old Trafford winning the league. There's no greater feeling. I know some Arsenal fans would pick probably winning it winning, winning it at Shite Hart Lane, um, and I get that. I get that. I totally understand that. But for me, it was winning at Old Trafford because you're winning the league against the biggest and best club in the country, arguably the world, and you're not only winning the league. You're winning it at their ground, beating them. There's no, there's no better way of winning the league than beating the best team and confirming the title on the. We didn't win it the week after or the week before. That was the game that secured the title, and for me, that was just. I remember that game like it was yesterday. Um, again, defensively resolute, and I thought we battered them, um, and that was just a great, joyous, a, a really joyous day for me. Um, watching us do something, you know, quite phenomenal at the peak of our powers. I'll never forget that fan that they keep yes. focusing on with yes. the curly hair yes. and yes. all those years later. And, and you think, you know, obviously everyone knows my favourite game was 89 Anfield. We beat yes. the best team. We yes. beat yes. them to win the league. And, you know, it's the same sort of feeling. Beating Tottenham at Tottenham's ground, of course, it just gives so food much food more. Drink, we food didn't beat Tottenham to win the league. We beat them and we won the league. It's nothing to do yes. with Tottenham. We just beat them that yeah. day and it gave us the league. Um, the, and, you know, when you think of the experiences we have had, you know, 
and Tottenham haven't had any of this. I mean, it's just incredible how spoiled we are. And I think that's where all the unrest came in the last four or five years um, because they wanted more and more and more. And unfortunately, it's cyclical and people needed to take time. But we won't go into that. Okay, so we've done your best ever. Give me your your, your worst ever two games. Worst ever two. One's easy. Um, Champions League final. Uh, in Paris against Barcelona, I was there. Yep. Um, rained. I'm yep. not a big fan of. I'm not a big fan of Paris and France anyway. Um, so just to be there, miserable. Yeah. Um, after being one up and thinking, oi, oi, we're going to do it. We're going to win the Champions League. I thought <laughs> that as well. It. We're going to do it. And then, and then for it to end the way it ended, and also <laughs> to see it coming, you could see that we were getting. They were with ten men keeping the ball they just wore us down wore us down because the goal was coming they made some subs i think Larson came on and they just you could, the goal was coming you could see it coming i just thought oh no and it just was pouring of rain and it was, that was a horrible horrible day horrible day. i remember leaving the stade de france um we got a flight home and i think i didn't speak which is very unusual from the minute we left to the minute we got on the plane and then we had to wait for everybody i landed back at stansted still raining it was still pouring rain and went home and thought we were so close you know yeah. layman doesn't do what layman does and yeah. you know and an Henri with a one on one and yeah. you know yeah. and and i'm going to come on to something um soon about Champions League so that was have you got any other games or I mean there's plenty but there's there plenty but I'll, I'll, I'll go with that but there's a few that could be here all day there's certain games that were pivotal under the latter Wenger years that I thought yeah. were pivotal in his demise but no that one definitely easily sticks out for me as the worst one in, in yeah. my time yeah, and you know, honestly, Jordan, I've never been to an away game in Europe. The only one I've ever been to was the Stade de France. Oh, really? And we lost. Oh, yes. yeah, There's no way I'm missing a Champions League final. But it was really weird because I, I felt the whole game, I felt, I don't know who, who it was, UEFA or whoever, I felt they wanted Barcelona to win it. They certainly don't like the clubs, the English clubs. And I just felt it was all geared towards Barcelona. Everything was, but anyway. Possibly, yeah, possibly. I just yeah. felt a bit like that. Right, um, next question for you, young man. Mm -hmm. um, Arsenal's unsung hero over the years. I really should That's have prepped word. you, actually. No, 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 no. I don't know. This is, the instant reactions are better. That's a very good question. Unsung hero. Uh, oh, um, think, 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 think. Who's been an unsung hero? Oh, uh, I know I who mine it, is. Go on. I think Lauren was an unsung hero. Okay. I think he did a solid, consistent seven out of ten job yeah. every single week for three or four seasons. And I think that is a right back. So right backs very well. They're, they're in fashion now, but back then, right backs were just right backs. But I thought he. I, I don't remember. I can't count on one hand bad Lauren games. I just can't. I can't. Um, Will Tord as well. Whenever he came and did a job, yeah. more often than not, he did his job. Um, unsung hero, unsung hero. Van Bronckhorst was a player that I think was definitely underrated for his short time at Arsenal. I liked, I, I thought he did a really good job, but no one speaks about Van Bronckhorst the brief time he was at Arsenal. Um, who who are you going to say? 
People are saying Santi Cazorla, but I don't think he was unsung. I think nah, people nah, knew nah, how nah, good nah. he was. But nah. two people have said it. Okay, mine is Gilberto. Yeah, Gilberto. I was thinking. I was thinking Gilberto, but I'm not so sure he was unsung either. I think people, although he was, his role was very subtle and effective. I think was recognised. I think people recognised the the role that he played. I think I, people did recognise that. I think they recognised him when he left Jordan because I did. I did not appreciate him when he was here, only when he left, weirdly. And a lot of people have said that. What an amazing player. Um, he, he just doesn't, he just didn't seem to get the massive plaudits and the respect that I felt he deserved. So it's, it's always going to be Gilberto for me. There would be no one else. I mean, I agree with Lauren. I always love Lauren. Um, yeah. Van Bronckhurst, yes. Um, Will Todd, definitely. He was one of these that I think if he was playing today and doing what he did today, he'd definitely still be unsung. And the irony is, is as we go into the second half of the season, he's the exact sort of player that we need. And I hope that in, in a weird way, Emil Smith-Rowe can be that player. He's yeah. never going to start, won't be starting, but when he comes in, crucial goals, crucial goals. Might only get four or five goals a season, but they're big goals. Do you know what I mean? That get you a point or get you a win or get you back into games off the bench. So Real Todd always did that. He always came off the bench. And and if he didn't score or even assist, he impacted that last 20 minutes of the game. And I think that was something that um, should be recognised for sure. Yeah. No, I know. Okay. Um, your favourite ever Arsenal chant? Um, so, and again, fans will crucify me for this. But I loved, I loved the Robin Van Persie chant. He scores when he wants. Because whenever we sung it after we scored, we sung it so loud. I just loved how he, he scores when he wants. No, he, no. And we started that. He scores when he wants. Robin Van Persie. He scores <laughs> when he wants. One of my favourite players, Arsenal. One of my, he's in my top 10, maybe top five Arsenal players. What, even um, after what he did and said? Yeah, because I, I didn't I didn't, I didn't, have any issue with it. I mean, the way he left was a little bit classless. But at the time, we were failing. And at 30 years old, he wanted the title. We were nowhere near a title. Yeah, but, we but title. do you not look at the fact that we nursed him every single season? Business. I know, but I felt he owed us a little bit, but I don't know. Listen, we don't those even know last, what went on. Those last two seasons, to be fair, two and a half seasons, you could argue he paid back the four or five years that we stuck with him over through the injuries. Those last two and a half years, he was fun. He was insane. I loved him. I think. I, I think. Too. I think it hurt so much because I loved him and a bit, a bit like Fabregas as well. Right, we're coming on to this now. Favorite ever player, goalkeeper, defender, midfielder, forward. Start with your favorite ever goalkeeper for Arsenal. Favorite ever goalkeeper was probably Lehman. Um, oh, I like. Okay. I, 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 I don't think he was our best goalkeeper, but he was my favorite goalkeeper because he was a bit bonkers. And he would, he would, he, he, he was, he had a little bit of Larice in him in the sense that he would make an insanely worldy save. You're like, how the hell did you save that one minute? And then the next minute, he's like kicking the ball against the back of Sol Campbell's head, and it goes in the, it goes in the goal. You're like, what are you doing? He just did something really clown-like. Um, and and I, I, that kind of weirdness at the time is frustrating. But looking back on it, he had, he had personality. Yeah, personality yeah, and I, I, I loved sure. him. I like that. Yeah, I think Seaman's our best goalkeeper in my era. Yeah, but my favourite would be Layman. I just I liked his personality. 
you know what I mean? Seaman wasn't so, very goalkeeper-like in that. He was quite normal and quite calm. Seaman <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh, was mine and a few. Lynn Simpson said Seaman. Uh, Carl Starker said Seaman. He would be mine. Doc Baker says Jennings. Jennings would be my Jennings, dad. Yeah. Yeah, Pat For Jennings. Sure. Did For he sure. come from Tottenham to us or did he go to Tottenham from us? I still never know. I'm sure I think everyone we got will tell him me. From Tottenham. I think yeah. we got him from Tottenham. Was it that I way think, round? Yeah. I think. I could be wrong. Tom will go so, me in a minute. I think, so just going back to your chant, I think this is my favourite, what Lee Meadows says. He comes from Senegal. He plays for Arsenal. I remember being on holiday in Cyprus on a speedboat. And we had like a bit of a party and they played the tune. And Cyprus is a lot full of Tottenham and Arsenal fans. And I just, in the middle of the ocean, was singing this song thinking, this is just incredible. I love this. I don't care what anyone says. There was only one other guy that joined in with me, but it was just great. (laughs) I love that chant. Okay. So we're going on to your best ever favourite wonderful defender. Hmm. Again, this is going to really go down poorly with the audience here. I'm really sorry, but I'm honest. I think it was Ashley Cole. Ashley Cole oh. was a phenomenal. Def- I, know, no, he, I know, I know, I know. No, he was I brilliant. Know. Carry on. Not, he was. I'm not reading this. I'm not reading the script very well here. Am I? Um, was, uh, um, I mean, Tony Adams was probably our, again our best centre back. He was mine. Um, yeah. Adams. Adams is the guy, and I think he deserves a statue for sure. But I just think Ashley Cole epitomised what defending is all about. It's about positioning. It's about yeah. timing. It's about athleticism. It's about reading of the game. And I just think, despite how he left and why I know a lot of Arsenal fans have ill will towards him, totally get that. I think if you look at him as a, just a defender, and, and we produced him. We made him. We made Ashley Cole. He's, he's, one, he's, one, he's one of our own, although he became one of Chelsea's and they can have him now. But, I mean, Adams aside, I think, I think for me, the best defender that I can remember in our, in our time um, was was Ashley Cole? Um, Phil said Cashley was great, but hang your head in shame, <laughs> JJ. Ray. But the thing is, the thing is, <laughs> he was absolutely phenomenal. But I also quite like Gal Cliche, who used to step in for him if he wasn't. And I thought Cliche was great. I really no, did. But I thought I'm... Cliche was a player that because he was so quick, got away with a lot. I think oh, he was. Do I you? think. I think he was the opposite of Cole. Cole was actually quite intelligent with his positioning. I think Cliche was quite thick, but because he was so rapid, he could get out of trouble. I thought Cliche was a really bad defender. I just thought he was quick. But, you know, opinions? Absolutely. So mine so far is Seaman and Adams, and yours is Layman and Cole. Okay, Lehman and Cole. Layman. <laughs> okay, midfielder. This is going to be a bit tough. Um, I'm going to go with... And I don't know if you can place him in midfield. Mm. Toss up between Brady and Vieira. Um, uh, I'm going to go Vieira. I'm going to go Vieira. Vieira was such a colossus. And Vieira was the all-rounded midfielder for me. Um, and served us well. Excuse me. Served us really well as captain. A couple, you know, a couple of trophies underneath him. Two titles, actually, underneath him. Um and I just thought he was everything that I love about midfielders. Good on the ball, presence, good in the air, got a goal in him, short passing, long passing. Um, I think Vieira just pips. I mean, Brady Brady was more maybe advanced. Yeah. Um, so yeah. maybe maybe more kind of front line. But um, I, I'd go, I'd probably go Vieira. 
I was a big, big Vieira fan. Totally agree. That was my choice as well. He's big, just big oh, loved him. Absolutely loved him. What was upsetting more was Vieira and Petit didn't get to play with each other a lot on the on no, the pitch. Didn't. One was injured, one was booked. It was like the yeah, other one was injured. Yeah. Oh, I just, yeah. what a what a duo that would have been. Right, so I'm really struggling with forward because <laughs> you can only choose one. <laughs> so who's yours? And in the chat room, who's your favourite ever forward for Arsenal? Now or past, whatever you want. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put Ian Wright to one side for a second because... You know how I feel about Ian Wright, so I don't want to go with the obvious one. Forward for me, I'm going to go with the. I'm going to go out of a, one pick, one of three that actually, because of finishing, were were finishes that I really rated. I'm going to go with it's between for me Van Persie and uh, Wado and. Who's the third one? Bloody hell. Come on, Jordan. Come on, Jordan. Come on, come on, come on. Um, Henri. Now, Henri, I think of the three, actually was the weakest finisher. Henri wasn't, wasn't actually a brilliant natural finisher, but he had everything else. He had the pace, the power, the strength, the skill, um, and the range of finishing, but he wasn't an actual clinical finisher. I think Eduardo was, was probably the best natural finisher I've seen at Arsenal in my time. In terms of natural finishing in around the box, he was the best, I think. But I'm going to go with Van Persie. Because I think Van Persie is a bit of a hybrid oh. between, between, I know, I know, between Henri <laughs> and Eduardo. He was a little bit of both. He was a great natural finisher, but his range was, was phenomenal. Henri aside, Van Persie is the only forward we've ever had in my time sporting Arsenal, whereby with the ball at his feet around the goal, I'm pretty confident he will score. I'm like, it's going to be a goal. It's going to be a yeah. goal. I know this guy's going to score today. Um, I can't think of any other forwards um, that gave me that confidence. Great forwards we've had, but those are the only two that I thought he's scoring today. Henri will score today. I don't know how many, but he'll, he'll score today. And Van Persie, that last two and a half years, became that. So I'm going Van Persie. Go Van Persie. Cashley Cole, now Van Persie. I know, oh I know. You're never going to invite me back on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Carl Stark said, Van Persie, leave now. <laughs> He's not very well liked, I'll get, our I'll get my coat. <laughs> Robin. It's such a shame. Again, with an Elka, you know, I love Van Persie and he just left. He left us. So mine was Ian Wright, which is no shock to anyone. But as you can see, when I say like Seaman, Adams, Vieira, Wright, you can sort of see what sort of decades I'm in. Um, and you're a little bit more ahead. Well, you're younger than me, aren't you? So, but sorry, and, mm, and it, was, it was a Nelka was my third. Sorry, it was Eduardo, yeah. uh, Van Persie, and a Nelka. It wasn't Henri. Sorry, I threw Henri in there the last minute. So. Yeah. We're going to do a little quick fire round. A couple of other questions, Go and I'm going to get you out because I know you've got a busy, busy night No, no, you're, no you're, good. you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're enjoying it now, aren't you, Jack? I am. I'm in. You got me in. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> you're in it. Um, just let me just welcome everyone to the pod. Thank you again for listening. As I said, this is going to be called What Arsenal Means to Me. They're favourites. We love that you're joining in. I'm going to be doing this for another six or seven shows with some very different people, some that have never been on podcasts before and some that I've known all my life that travel home and away with Arsenal so definitely subscribe definitely press like please and um we're gonna do a little quick fire round now Jordan okay cool, let's, do it. let's do it Burkamp Omri which one Burkamp or Omri Omri 
Perez or over Mars? Sorry, no, Burkamp, 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 Burkamp. <laughs> so Burkamp, sorry, sorry, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Burkamp. Uh, sorry, go on. Um, and everyone in the uh, chat room, you answer as well. So it's Burkamp or Omri. Next one is Perez or over Mars? Saka or Martinelli? Saka. Um, Highbury or the Emirates? Highbury. Okay. England to win the World Cup or Arsenal to win the Champions League? Oh, what, uh, I won? Yes. League. I couldn't hear you. Say that again. Arsenal to win the Champions League. Right, stop day. going backwards and forwards because your sound keeps. Oh, going. sorry, Go sorry, stop. sorry. I'm excited. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> right, so <laughs> England. So, so people can hear England to win the World Cup or Arsenal to win the Champions League. Win the Champions League. Lovely. Um, the film Fever Pitch or the film Eighty Nine. Eighty Nine. Um, that's your little quick fry round over. Nice. Hmm. I was going <laughs> to do the pizza burger thing and tea or coffee, but I thought, no, I'll just keep it to football. Um, right, Jordan, just a couple more. We're going to come up to, you know, now. So I can see yeah. everyone, yeah, Fever Pitch was mine, although I love 89. And uh, Lynn loved 89. Um, I had, It's interesting, isn't it? I was talking to someone about the World Cup and... He's a West Ham season ticket holder and he's Brazilian. So he's happy tonight. And I said to him, um, Brazil to win the World Cup or West Ham to win the league. He said Brazil to win the World Cup. And I'm like, no, Arsenal to win the league. World Cup, England. Yeah, but no, all day. And it's he said, no, my Arsenal friends wouldn't say that. I said, they would go and ask them, <laughs> yeah. and everyone here has said Arsenal to win the Champions League. Um, it's I think it's always been a club over country, especially is for me. Um, look, you can still see. So yeah, thank you all for that. Um, who will win the World Cup? So I changed my mind at the last minute. So just before on Sunday, just before the first game started. I'm writing this down, Jordan. So I'm going to announce it at the end of all my shows. Go on. (laughs) So the end of uh, just before the first game, Qatar Ecuador. I was going with Argentina. I changed my mind at the last minute. Excuse me. I've I think the World Cup is going to be won by a left field team. I don't think it'll be one of the four or five. I'm going Uruguay. I've gone for Uruguay. Oh my life! Okay. Yeah, I've gone Uruguay. Uruguay. Got a good team, and I just got a feel it's going to be a weird World Cup. It's going to be a weird season. So I'm going with Uruguay. <laughs> Carl Stark says Canada. We got Spain. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tracy Blesser is what oh, is it about dear. three in the morning? Trace. She's an Aussie. Morning. Morning. Go and have your <laughs> breakfast. Um, Socceroos. Um, oh, sorry. Trace. Okay. Just, we're going to finish it with this, right? Your thoughts on Arteta and where do you think Arsenal are going to finish? I think Arteta is um, evolving and becoming a very good manager. I think he's learning lessons. I think there are still some things he has to improve on. Um, but I think I think we all still forget, this is his first job. It's his first job. He's, he's not like a, a young manager that's had two or three jobs behind him. He's not like a, a Gerard who I know up until recently was at Villa, but he's had, you know, a, the, the Rangers experience behind him or a Lampard that's had Derby and Chelsea behind him. This is his first job. He will make mistakes. But as I mentioned earlier on, I wanted Arteta from the get-go. I heard really good things about him as a coach behind the scene. I know for a mm. fact Arsenal were gutted when they lost him. 
to um, City. I know also for a fact that Pochettino wanted him as his assistant at Spurs. And I also know for a fact that Man City and Guardiola were gutted when he left, when he left City as 100%. well. He's a very good manager. Yep. Um, but is he is he perfect? Does he have flaws? One hundred percent. We saw that in the United game this season with his subs in the last ten minutes. That was that was just naive at best. Yeah. I'm being kind, but I think we've got a really good manager that's been given the time and the resources, and also the backing to do things his way. The Ozil, the Abamyang, um, you know the way he's treated all these players. He's been backed because the club believe in him, and I believe in him. And will he win a Premier League of Arsenal? I don't know. But look at where we were. To where we are now, he's at, at worst case, at worst case, he's laid foundations for the next guy to win a title with his football club. So for that, I, I commend him 100%. And I think from here on in, just seeing where he goes. And I think it's key, Amanda, in terms of this next couple of weeks, Yeah, what he's telling the ownership. Are, is it, is it, are the ownership asking him, Mikel, do you think you need the tools to finish top four? Or do you think you can maintain first? In which case, they have to back him either way. If he's open and honest and says, look, guys, we're doing really well, but we're maybe a year early, I think that City will catch us. And I don't think we should spend big now. Let's secure top four. We'll go hard in the summer. Then cool. But if he says, no, <laughs> I think we can go all the way. Give me two or three sign-ins and I think we can do this. They've got to also back him if that's what he says as well. So I, I, think, I think he's earned the right now them to really go all in this summer this window because next year United will be better Chelsea will be back possibly Liverpool won't be this bad and Conte if he's at Spurs still they won't be this bad either so it feels if this, feel, this feels like a very much a Leicester City season in that it kind of feels like you've got a great chance to go all the way now so you might have to go all in and take it I think if they back him um I I, I think I'll say it right now I'll say it on your podcast right now if we get the key two or three signings, I think we need, we win the title. Bro, if, we, if, if we don't, we, if we don't, we won't. But if we get the two, two slash three key signings in this next window, we will win the title. We will hold off City. If we don't, they'll reel us in because the squad as it is right now is not good enough to sustain the next half of the the next half of this season and and fend off Man City. It's just not. But if they recruit in the summer with the right signings, we win the league. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm sort of with you on that. And I love that last passionate bit. We're going to win the league. And I still can't believe it. I still can't believe we're even discussing this. I, I, you know, you'd have expected us to be maybe fifth or fourth, right? We'd have been excited that we were near the top. And all of a sudden now, Jordan, what we're doing as Arsenal fans is looking at City's results. I mean, yeah. we were distraught. Um, sorry, absolutely over the moon when Brentford did what Brentford did. Yeah, yeah. No one would have believed that at the beginning of this season. We had a brilliant pre-season, then bang, we were off. And you can talk about United and what he did there. He's going to make mistakes, but he's made one-game yeah. mistakes, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, wow. Right, Jordan, look at that. I got you out before 10 o'clock, a bit later than we said. You but got no, you no, you're good. No, you're good. You're good. I've enjoyed it. You have been fantastic for my first ever little special, What Arsenal Means to Me. Thank Aww. you so much for coming on the show. And I've written down that you've said Uruguay. Um, you're not going to win a prize or anything, but <laughs> I might invite you back on. <laughs> okay. That's the real prize. I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> um, everybody in the chat room, hasn't Jordan been lovely? And it's so lovely just to get someone who is a 
pure gooner who just wants to talk about his favourite players and it's lovely and brings a little bit of Arsenal back, you know, because we're not really talking about Arsenal at the moment. We're talking about Arsenal players that are in the World Cup and everything. Um, Jordan, have a wonderful evening. Thank you so much for joining me. Can I just flag, I'm doing the TalkSport overnights this Friday and Saturday night. So yep. all our American, Australian, European listeners, I'll be talking about Arsenal. Don't worry, I'll be crowbarring Arsenal chat in amongst all the World Cup chat as well. So those that are up this Friday night and Saturday night, overnight, catch me on TalkSport. I'll be bigging up Arsenal, get your calls in, I'll big you guys up as well. What time, Jordan, are you on? Um, UK time, one till five oh. in the morning. I know, I know, I know. That's why I'm plug plugging it to the... Your international so, followers. that All you know, the Americans that are having their Thanksgiving turkey and listening to this late, it's Friday night and Saturday night between 1am and 5am. And all the Aussies and everybody else that's not in England that can stay up and or be up or start their morning, start it with Jordan. It'll be lovely. Um, Jordan, off you go. Lovely to see you. And Thank you for having me. Always Arsenal. Take care. Take care, Jordan. Bye. Bye. So everyone in the chat room, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I know it's not, I know it's weird because it's like a not a post-game show, and that's what you're used to. Um, next week, next week, Stuart, the Arsenal photographer, is coming back. So next Wednesday at nine o'clock, you must be here. God only knows what he's going to tell us this time. Um, and I'm assuming then he'll be flying out to Dubai with the team. So um, if you could. Please press like, please. I'm pointing downwards for people on audio. Um, and I hope you've enjoyed our first show. If you could please comment in the YouTube box below. If you could please comment on Twitter or Facebook or wherever you follow us, that would be fantastic. Um, I hope everyone's well. I hope you've all enjoyed the show. Oh, that's really sweet. Thank you, everyone, for saying all your lovely things. I'm really, really pleased you enjoy it. Remember, next week, Wednesday night, Stuart the photographer. I can't wait to chat to him. But Jordan has been fabulous. My thanks to him. My thanks to all of you. Uh, yes, Robert. My goodness, Stuart. Yes, he's coming back. Um, I really appreciate it. Thanks for joining me. Um, enjoy the rest of your Thursday evening. And here's to England beating, is it the USA tomorrow night? I think it is the USA. Um Let's let's just enjoy watching our boys and hopefully Saka can get a hatful and stay well. Good night, everyone. Take care. Bye. Always Arsenal. Sports Social Podcast Network.